Mirror, mirror on the wall, am I the best kept secret of all? Welcome to SME TV, the tough love edition. Because sometimes you need to hear facts, cold hard facts from experts who walk the talk and have skipped the BS option. This unique time that we face in our disrupted economy is full of opportunities. Some of us will be blind to them. Some will see them but won't know what to do with them and the rest will just miss the bus completely. Have you been looking for a way to add to your business revenue stream but just didn't know how? Have you looked in the mirror? Stop being anonymous and invisible. Start building your personal brand and harness your attributes because they are your currency. Oh, and stop blaming the algorithms on social for stunting your growth. Where am I going with all of this? Well, straight to Mary Henderson, the extraordinary personal brand specialist who knows how to take the best kept secret, showcase the brilliance and make it a business. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Angela. Thank you so much for that introduction. How are you? I'm brilliant. Right. You, you have to be brilliant. A, you're out of lockdown, but also you have 38,000 plus hours building personal brands, tech digital businesses and sales teams because that's your background, right? Sales. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way that I like to describe myself is that I get to merge the three loves of my life and just call that a vocation. How cool is that? Yeah, well, it's cool when, don't they say that when you found something that you've loved to do, it's not a job? That's it. That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking anymore. A few years ago, I would have said that. I'm not looking anymore. I found the job I love. Um, it's just now getting everybody else on board with it. Now, I was a little bit cheeky in the introduction because I, I, you say something very profound and that is, are you the best kept secret? Mm. Now, that builds off what you are doing now, which is helping people to build another revenue stream. This isn't about pivoting. The, the goods are there, the knowledge, the wisdom, the expertise, it's all there. What you're saying is you can bring it all together, drill it down, whack some tech and digital in it, and voila, you have another revenue stream. I mean, it's not voila, that simple, but that's the process, right? Pretty much. I mean, let's look at it. Let's reverse engineer that. Uh, yep. If you look at where we are heading in terms of the way that people want to learn, upskill and consume content, e-learning is on the rise exponentially. We're talking a 300 plus billion dollar uh, business. Okay, so that's that's the industry. That's the first thing we need to look at. That, so that's well, that's the data. Yeah, that's, that's the data. Right. Research and markets forecast mm -hmm. 325 billion in e-learning by 2025. Correct. And that data, by the way, was done pre-COVID. So can you imagine that figure today? So when we start from that standpoint, you have to ask yourself, well, why is e-learning uh, a growing industry? Well, it's because all of us who are in some type of, not even professional services, anything that you have spent more than 10,000 hours in, there is currency in that knowledge, wisdom and skills. And most people don't see that as a currency, Angela. Most people see that as, oh, it's just something that I do or who would be interested in that? Uh, you know, no one wants to know that. But in actual fact, people do want to know that. You know, there is a tribe for everybody. It's just that we haven't been made to think like that. So that's just, that's just our view, right? That's a, let's use me as an example. I would tell you that I've got more than 10,000 hours doing maybe five different things. In my role as being a business owner for 30 years, mm -hmm. essentially 
I have been doing something repeatedly, if I've been getting a good outcome, I, you would assume that I know what I'm doing. So then it's a matter of honing that down, right? Discovering mm-hmm. where my micro specialty is. Correct. Now, it's not just making that discovery. It's then how do I present that in a model that can be bring about revenue? That's exactly right. So and that's the- where someone like you comes in. That's right. So what happens is that a lot of people want or desire to create an online uh, e-learning environment. Tick in the right direction. I support that 100%. Where people go wrong, Angela, is taking a step back and understanding, okay, so I've got all this knowledge, all this wisdom, all this skill set, but what is my actual specialization at a broad level, at a macro level, and then at a micro level, what is the problem I can solve? Okay, so it goes macro and then micro. And that's actually the starting point. So once we can see that, then we can start to ask the right questions that lead us in the right direction. So you, what I love the most is that you, you're very creative, right? And you understand that the people that have come to you have a skill set that then needs to be packaged and presented in a way that they can generate and start this business you've you've got lots of case studies uh, in particular and I'm you're going to take this one without notice you have a case study of one of your clients who's an accountant yes now clearly there's a skill there already she's an accountant however she's been doing other things within that business as part of her accounting but not necessarily as an accountant but part of her clients and you've now allowed that whole new part of her business to be packaged and systemized separately. That's exactly right. So th- so that's a, actually a brilliant case study because it's so relatable. This is a person who has a bricks and mortar business, 25 staff, turning over seven figures a year, doing an exceptional job as an accounting firm. She's a CPA, you know, delivers CPA services. But in her business, what she found is that a lot of time was being spent in mentoring her clients. This was not a fee for service. This was just her being her and offering her clients, you know, a a dialogue for free based on their business situation. When she came to me, she said, I just feel that my expertise is in actually making companies profitable. That's what I'm known for. And we took a step back and said, outside of your accounting services, which are a given, what is it that you do as a human being? What is it that you have inside of yourself that you can do that nobody else in the entire universe can do the way that you do? And what we did was we realized that she had a natural rhythm in how she would walk people through her process, her methodology. We unpacked that and we created an actual coaching and mentoring business within her CPA business, which is now an additional services, a service that her clients can buy outside or on top of uh, the accounting services. And Angela, may I just say, this is not a service that she's offering for $150 an hour. She's offering her coaching arm for a $20,000 fee for a specific amount of time that she will take people through her process because her goal is to make sure that the client understands their business from a process and a system standpoint versus 
outsourcing the accounting and just letting somebody else take care of it. You can't make profit, according to her, if you don't understand the business inside out. And she does a very good job of that. So now she's created another revenue stream, which she can upsell $20,000 right up front just for coaching. So you, part of what you do besides unpacking the skill set of the person is it's then working out how to digitalise and systemise and commercialise the knowledge into a digital platform where you can serve one-to-many and one-to-one simultaneously. That's the beauty though there, Mary, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. You can have one-to-one or it can be scaled. It can be totally scaled, Angela, and this is what gets me so excited because now you've got the the thing that what I do is we create a system that doesn't change. You can deliver it one-on-one or you can deliver it one-to-many, but the system never changes, right? So we're not creating $49 online courses where most people have this belief system that if you create courses that you'll make money while you while you sleep. This is not a B2C model. This is a total b2b model so so the idea is that one-to-one one-to-many same system different price point if you want me to yourself it's going to be a different uh relationship but the one-to-many is actually where the opportunity lies so it's what we call group coaching it's where you get you know 5 10 15 20 people show up to a coaching call at the same time on the same day you're still individualizing the experience except it just requires one or two hours of your time per week, but you've got 10, 20 people on the same call. And you're using the knowledge that you already have. Uh, I like how you differentiate between two types of business models, the analog business model and the digital business model. Yes. Take us through that very briefly. The analog is really simple. It's a time for money uh, model. It's, you know, it's a billable model. It's where you have to continue to find new clients to keep the revenue stream uh, uh, flowing and turning over. Without revenue, you've got no business. And I actually show an example. You've got my slides where I show the analog model requires 30, 40, 50 hours of billable hours per week to make X amount of dollars. The one-to-many model or the one-to-one, the coaching model, we're selling a solution. We're not selling an hourly rate. So it's a whole different ballgame. I can sell one coaching program that gives me the same amount of revenue as working 40 hours a week in the the analog model. So... So what stood out the most for me was, um, and one of your slides that I... I'm going to show, absolutely, two futures timelines, become stuck or become unstoppable. Now, obviously, that's a very powerful statement that, you, yeah. you know, you, you, when, we, when you look at someone and to coach them through something, you, you've got to have a breakthrough moment. The one thing in particular that we're talking about is people who are already skilled in something. Because yes. as you said, there's a minimum there of, you know, having done 10,000 hours in something. So they're already professional, already had exposure and experience in something. The fact is then you're going to flip that and find out what else it is that they're doing within this, where their expertise lies, that they can use to share and coach someone else. It's an overused word though, coach, and that's not exactly what they're doing or are they? 
Well, you can call it coach or mentoring. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's the model that that's so compelling. And, and one of the reasons why I, you know, I use the word unstoppable is because you're not looking for 40 hours to bill a week. You know, you're looking for one client a week, even one a month, but it gives you that bottom line that you need for your profit margin. But it's even more than that, Angela. It's actually future-proofing your career. If you really look at the bottom line of all of this, if I've got 10, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years experience in something and I can package that, I'm essentially future-proofing my career. I don't have a dead end. I'm not stuck. When there's a pandemic, I'm not freaking out because, for example, my business, business as usual, nothing has changed for me. All of my meetings are conducted on Zoom. Nothing's changed. If anything, the contrary. And so, so the notion around being unstoppable is not just about selling a solution, but it's also about giving you freedom. So it's the ability to be able to get on a plane, go to a have a full five, six week holiday with your family and not think, oh my God, I've got to bill 160 hours for the next four weeks, but I can't leave my business because without my business, no one's going to be doing the billings. Now I can free myself a little bit because I've had a mind shift and having that idea of packaging your, your, your knowledge, wisdom and skills into a system and, into a, and digitalizing that gives you so much more scope and opportunity because you're, you're in service. It's a whole different mindset. You're not transactional. You're actually serving because you're actually doing what you know inside out. So it's important again to differentiate, and I've, I've probably said this twice already, but uh, for everyone out there, please listen to this from me. When we hear about corporate saying that there's a resilience plan in place, it's a very superficial term because to have a true resilience plan, it means that you've failed and learnt at something. So what we're saying here is there is a skill set and there's a knowledge base and they know what they're doing in one area. Then just because they can identify something else off of that that they can offer, that, that's one part of it. But they've also then got to set up their own system for this business in order to then close the loop of, yes, okay, I have a knowledge and a skill set and to mentor or coach someone else through this because it's what I've been doing for 30 years already. But how do I actually finish that process off? They don't have to have a skill set around that because no. they've got you. That's exactly right. But that's actually a very important point that you've just raised. Digitalizing and systemizing the knowledge, wisdom and skills is one aspect of it. That's half that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is the automation. And when I say automation, I'm not talking about bots. I'm talking about having the moving parts in place that work for you, not against you. It means that you're, there's four critical moving parts. There's understanding what it is that you look like as a brand. What does that proposition actually look like in words? What is it that you do? Who is it that you serve? What is it that you're going to promise that's going to make people stop and take notice of you? And then there's the uh, creating the solution, which in involves creating all of the digital assets to support that website, learning management system, you've got your sales funnel, all of these things are digital assets and they all need to be interlinked so it can work for you. And the third part is the lead generation strategy, both online 
and offline. And the thing is, Angela, most people start at lead generation and they don't get the other two bits in place because they're right. desperately looking for a sale before yep. I get it all you know, in order. But that's the wrong approach. And that's why a lot of coaches give the right coaches a bad name because they're all failing. In fact, most of them are not even monetizing. And the fourth which is, bit- Which is a scary thing. Which is a scary and very, thing. And very quickly, the fourth bit, is the coaching model. And then you've got to wrap it around in your model in order for you to be able to commercialize it and actually know what you're charging that makes sense to your uh, target audience. All right, well, here are your choices. Don't get stuck, be unstoppable. And it's all about transforming what you know into another process to get another revenue stream and there can't be a better resilience package than that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. Please remember everybody, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. To the Piedmont Studio, thank you for making us look and sound great. To the SMEA Association, without you, this would not be possible, our deepest gratitude. Of course, if you have any tips, tricks, comments or stories, you can send them straight to me. News at smea.org.au and we're across all the socials and we want to be unstoppable. Thank you very much, Mary. Thank you, Angela.